Welcome to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show, where our hearts are our master. A production of CosmicReality.com. And welcome to Cosmic Reality. It's August 22nd, 2023. Excuse me. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Walt Silva and Dolly Howard. Hi, guys. How are you? <clears throat> hey, Nancy. Howdy, y'all. Hi, Walt. Hey, no, that's Sheriff. For those of you that didn't see the Shungite show this morning, it was uh, different. Let's put it that way. And it was interesting, I think. Did you have fun while Walt, Walt was there? Yes. Yes. Very interesting. So, um, okay, where to begin? Well, let's just begin with the bad stuff and hopefully we can talk our way out of it. Because as those people that have been listening to me have, have heard, I have been talking about direct energy weapons regarding the uh, Maui fire. So somebody sent me uh, a clip. Well, it's actually an hour show. I'm not going to use the hour. I'm only going to give you about, I think it's about 17 minutes of clip. The guy who is being interviewed, and let me just pull this up for a second so I can look at it. If I can find it, you wouldn't believe how many windows I have up. Okay, I'll probably knock myself off the air or something here if I keep going. Let me see. Just give me a second more. No, um, you'll have to read it after the fact. But um, <clears throat> the guy that he's talking to is from geoengineering.com.org, whatever. And I think his name is Dan Willington. Um, I've heard him before, and he scared the crap out of me absolutely terrified me so for probably 10 years I have in every shape and form tried to avoid listening to him <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm being honest about this um, but I sort of got th this person that I had talked to was a host that had interviewed me and I had given her the DW spiel and she said uh, you know, Dan Willington is saying something different. Do you want to comment? <laughs> and so I listened to it, and I'm going to play the, the it's about, like I say, it's about 17 minutes of his take of what happened in Hawaii. And I have to admit that some of the facts that he was paying attention to, I initially had considered <clears throat> as being weird, but I didn't go to weather warfare. <clears throat> and this is what he's saying is that yes it was an attack but it wasn't necessarily DEWs because they can do it with the weather so uh, sit back it's it's difficult to listen to but again we need to know what's happening in that other reality it's not our reality we do not have any contracts with it so just you know stay on the 
the side of stability and just listening to it know that it's not going to affect you because it's not now reality is it happening probably but it's in that other reality and that other reality is disclosing all the evil there is on so many fronts and it it's just another part of the the war that we're playing and it will answer a lot of questions so without any more of me babbling here I'm gonna go down here and I'm going to play it now let me make it okay here we go 16 minutes I'm Greg Hunter welcome to USA watchdog by now Everybody's heard about this awful Hawaiian burnout event uh, that burned up a whole town. A lot of speculation about directed energy weapons, uh, but not that much speculation. They're trying to blame it on, on management of the town. But I think there's something much deeper, at least uh, Dane Wigington of Geoengineering Watch thinks there's something more deeper. It is really at its pinnacle, at its point, the biggest factor, could there be directed energy weapons? Sure. But the biggest factor is geoengineering, and they can literally make some place hotter than hell uh, by their uh, technology and uh, directed weather warfare. And to talk about that and why Hawaii is just the tip of the weather warfare spear, just the tip of the weather warfare iceberg, is Dane Wigginson. Dane, thanks for joining us today on USAWatchdog.com. Thank you, Greg. We've known each other for a long time, and through that process, everything that we've talked about, everything that geoengineeringwatch.org has warned about is manifesting, accelerating by the day. So when we have tropical islands burning to the ground, and now we have cyclones, hurricanes, in this case Hurricane Hillary, heading for the southwestern deserts, we have projections of Death Valley to be a lake. We'll see how far they push that weather warfare scenario. But the bottom line in the case of Lahaina, when we have 80-mile-an-hour winds pushing flames through a town that is built out of many wooden structures, that creates a bellows effect that can achieve temperatures far above any normal conventional fire in that capacity. Again, the wind makes all the difference. So when we have a tropical counterclockwise rotating hurricane to the south of Hawaii, Hurricane Dora, which had a very anomalous track, in fact, a very long track. The climate engineers could have made or broken that storm anytime they want. They've been modifying hurricanes since 1947. And we had an extremely anomalous high-pressure heat dome to the north, and that's signature ionosphere heater, like HARP, again, creates an electrical chain reaction in the ionosphere that heats the atmosphere, pushes it up and down. The downward push is a high-pressure heat dome, so we have a Clockwise rotating upper-level wind, high-pressure zone to the north. We have a counterclockwise rotating upper-level wind, low-pressure to the south. Between those two systems, you create a wind tunnel that was directly over Hawaii, blowing 80-mile-an-hour winds across this town, and that's what so many are not considering. And we have cultures, Greg, that have been melting. Hold on, stop, 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 stop. How many miles? How, they got a wind tunnel. How fast did they get that wind going? Uh, they, they stated officially 80 miles an hour, and some reports said there were gusts well over 100 miles an hour. People so have far, moved, right over uh, over Hawaii, right over Maui. Right over, through Lahaina, through Lahaina. So, again, this creates a bellows effect, and that escalates temperatures exponentially over what they would have otherwise been. Again, cultures around the world have been melting steel with exactly that matter by feeding air in, that's the bellows effect, for thousands of years. If we look at an oxyacetylene torch, many people know what a steel-cutting torch is. 
If you burn just the acetylene, you have a temperature of 14, 1500 degrees. When you add oxygen, now you're 6,000 degrees. So people aren't considering this. They don't need directed energy weapons. And what people also don't consider, whatever the source of ignition for these fires, if that ignition happens upwind and that wind pushes through this type of scenario, that creates exactly what we saw. And laser anything, if people don't know this, I encourage them to research it, they don't work through any type of cloud smoke canopy. They can't work. And the way no, and laser, you have, uh, you have, uh, you worked for, who'd you work for? Bechtel? Bechtel. You worked for Bechtel. This is, this is your, your solar radiation, uh, the whole deal. This is your, this is your strong suit. You're saying yeah, that they, not, with all the not, particulate matter in the air. Go ahead. The solar plants I wor- worked on then were uh, uh, not photovoltaic. They're parabolic mirror preheat scenarios. It's a different type of solar plant. But the bottom line is, though, we have 20-plus years of research in on this. We're just encouraging people not to leap at the first sensationalized potential explanation they hear because the climate engineers don't need that. The power structure doesn't need that. When they can create these types of surface conditions – they can create unimaginable firestorm scenarios, and that's exactly what they did. Wow. Wow, they made it. They, 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 in effect, they, they funneled air into the area. Oh, and then they also, uh, the management, this is why they're trying to blame it on, on the uh, incompetence, and I'm not saying there wasn't. Uh, they cut the water off as they were fighting the fire. They cut it off. They wanted to conserve water as this whole town burned, went under. This guy ought to be in prison. They didn't cut the power off. They, why wouldn't they? cut the power off initially because we they cut saw the water th- off but they you didn't cut the power off they, they cut the water right. off but they didn't cut the power off go ahead exactly the wrong combination so we saw film footage of electrical surges happening which would have caused more sources of ignition all through that that town of lahaina and let's carry this further greg what what prepared this region to burn with such ferocity we had drought that started there in may in the final week before the fires hit lahaina we had officially what was declared a flash drought in the area. Climate engineering is the controller's tool for creating flash drought scenarios because they can saturate the atmosphere with desiccant particles that absorb and accrete all available atmospheric relative humidity, literally sucking the moisture out of everything. And that's exactly what happened in the week prior to. Now let's plug that into the 140-page U.S. military document that we found and posted at geoengineeringwatch.org titled titled Wildfires as a Military Weapon, 140 pages long that describes exactly the kind of surface preparation for not just days or weeks, but sometimes months and years prior to their commencement of a surface firestorm incineration. And that's exactly what we saw happen in that region of Hawaii. In, in Lahaina. They, they, that's, they, they burned it. You, and you're, you are saying they burned it on purpose. They set it up to burn. They made all the conditions right to do it. They got the fire going. They put the bellows effect on it, and they burned it to the ground along with anybody else who was in their way. Okay, again, the source of ignition, I cannot speak to that. We, can't, we have no way of proving the source of ignition. What we can say is that what set the template for this event to happen cannot be separated from climate engineering operations. The preparation before the event occurred and the conditions that were in place the day it occurred. Again, high pressure to the north spinning clockwise, low pressure counterclockwise circulation to the south, wind tunnel between the two centered right over that region of Hawaii. Again, this is not nature. There's, there's too many factors here that we can confirm are not random acts of nature. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. That's it. Uh, that, so basically it was a random act of murder. They basically mur- they didn't care. 
I mean, it, it, they, then they had all these realtors wanting to buy this property, and the, the government was going to buy the property. All of a sudden, next day, well, we'll buy the property. I'm like, whoa. Well, so they, and they had support there. You think that they wanted this? It, it, it looks like they wanted this burned to the ground. They wanted it cleared out. That's what it looks like. It does, and we have the disaster capitalists, of course, always ready to try to profit off any cataclysm. But I would argue the stakes in play here are much, much more grave. Those in power know that the planet's life support systems are failing. They should know because they've been the most core part to bringing us to this dark place. But there are there are much bigger wheels in play. We know that the isolated Pacific Islands have always been sought after by the U.S. military for military purposes. We know they don't care what they do to these islands. Let's look at the nuclear bomb detonations in the South Pacific where we had pristine islands completely wiped out forever, contaminated forever, just to experiment with nuclear bombs. They don't care about the consequences of what they do. So there could, there's much bigger wheels in play here. And again, the U.S. military's desire for those type of island settings for their particular operations, we, we don't know how deep this rabbit hole goes. But what we can say is climate engineering certainly set the template, establish the conditions for what happens, the agendas and objectives we can speculate about. And, you know, uh, and this is something you brought up in the pre-interview, and I got to show this. And I said, you know, this is just such a, a clown show. This is how I led my, my newscast. Actually, I led it with Christ saying it's going to be worse than ever, even worse than the, what happened in the days of Noah, you know, flooding the whole planet with only eight people living. But anyway, uh, this clown show, 91 felonies. Hey, you know, nine more, we got an even hundred. And then you're saying there's a reason for this. Why the clown show with the political uh, theatrics? Why? It's, it's a theater of mass deception, division, polarization, keeps the majority of the public's eyes off the wider horizon, the imploding environment on which all of our lives completely depend. And again, I, I stress that I'm not speculating when I give a conclusion on the current trajectory of where we are headed. That's hard statistics. We've lost 80 to 90 percent of the Earth's insect populations. We have forests imploding around the globe. We have fisheries collapsing around the globe. We have crops collapsing around the globe. We have an ozone layer that's disintegrating. We're getting incredibly intense UV radiation on the surface. From every conceivable direction, Greg, the walls are closing in, so the powers that be want to distract, divide, and polarize populations until the moment of impact, and they're doing a very good job at that, unfortunately. Wow, and this isn't the, the Greta Thunbergs of, we're burning too much diesel fuel. You're, no, no, no. You're saying this is the most of what's happening, not all, but most of what's happening is done intentionally through the climate engineering, geoengineering, high-altitude radiation management, chemtrails, take your pick. This is what's happening, HARP, H-A-A-R-P. Then you're saying this is done uh, to destroy the climate and it's going to destroy a lot of mankind. Well, let me, let me reframe that in this. That I, I definitely do not deny or downplay the severity of damage industrialized, militarized activity has done to the planet. We have laid waste to the planet in the geologic blink of an eye. We're going through 100 million barrels of carbon fuel a day, cutting down forests, paving the planet, poisoning the oceans. But when you climate engineer on top of all that, when you disable the planet's attempt to respond to that damage done, now we're pushing, being pushed from the frying pan directly into the fire. As far as the objectives behind climate engineering, one primary objective, in addition to the weather warfare factor, we have those in power attempting to confuse and divide the population as to the true state of damage done, while at the same time inflicting even more damage. So, Greg, 
you've noticed, I'm sure, that almost every single thunder shower now, thunderstorm, has significant hail, not just quantity, but size. And this is a result of chemical ice nucleation for weather modification. They are using that convective moisture to create a temporary toxic surface cool down. So we have this yo-yo temperature scenario where it's 110 degrees one day, and it might be even the same day in the afternoon. It might drop down to 75 or 80 as they chemically nucleate the cloud moisture. Lots of big hail falls. They have a surface cool down. People become a little less worried about the heat because at least it cooled down for a few hours. Or let's go back to last winter, Greg. Let's look at the the snowmageddon in California and all the sensationalized headlines and how many people went right back to sleep even after 15 years of drought and heat. Because we had that chemically nucleated winter snow in the West, they decided everything must be fine. And that's part of the purpose of climate engineering, again, to pacify populations till the moment of impact. So now what do we have? agencies trying to figure out why there's not enough runoff off this snow because it's sublimating. Why would it sublimate? Because it's a chemically nucleated frozen material. Dry ice is the extreme example of this. There's no runoff. There's no liquid that comes off dry ice. It sublimates, which means it goes from a solid to a gas, no liquid phase. So we have now this winter snow buildup. I don't want to call it snow. It's chemically nucleated frozen material, but much of it is sublimating, so we're not getting the amount of runoff we should have gotten. So when will the climate science community start to tell the truth about all of this? Well, the problem is, as you've come on here before, is say they got big gag orders at the at the National Weather Service. They can't they can't say they have to they have to act surprised. And you're saying there's no surprise here. This is they're they're attacking. I had somebody I wrote an email. Says I'm in Southwest Iowa, and I can see blue sky. You know over there, they're flying in circles. Around, around a section of the state, and it's it turning it gray. I'm watching them do it. So they're not crazy, right? Uh, well, not, not looking through their lens. They don't think they are. But, again, they're, they're sealing their own fate as well as ours. In regard to the gag order, National Weather Service and NOAA, there was some in the anti-geoengineering community that seemed confused about what that gag order is. It's not specifically for geoengineering. It's regarding all internal operations in the agencies. So... It's absolutely real, and there is a gag order. It's just, of course, they're not going to specifically cite geoengineering because they're denying geoengineering, so why would they publicize a gag order that specifically states geoengineering? It's, it's, it's on all agency internal operations. It's absolutely real, and yes, why would they need that if they weren't hiding something very, very big? I, I think we're nearing the point, Greg, where many of those that have been towing the line to protect their paychecks and pensions, many of those in the meteorological community, the climate science community, that they may be beginning to band together behind the scenes, and let's hope that they stand up in unison and sound the alarm while it can still do some good, because their paychecks and pensions will not mean anything soon. People who think that their retirement accounts are going to matter soon need to wake up. If the planet stops supporting life, we're done. We have no habitat, we're done. No crops, no fisheries, nothing on the food shelf to eat. So when, when they're flaming out places like Lahaina, we have Canada, 30 million acres, 30 million acres incinerated in Canada. They just evacuated Yellowknife in Canada. That's the farthest north city in Canada near the Arctic Circle, evacuated it from wildfires. While we have a hurricane moving into Southern California, Death Valley, Palm Springs, they are completely unbridling their ability to wreak havoc on the planet. And, and Greg, climate engineering, the covert weapon of those in control, because they can bring populations to their knees without those populations ever even realizing they're under assault. And aside from all of this, we're breathing what they're spraying. 
It's affecting our cognitive ability. We have so many reports coming out now, Greg, about the small atmospheric particulate matter and its damage to the ability to penetrate the blood-brain barrier. Let me say it that way. It goes through the olfactory nerve and the nasal passages, penetrates the blood-brain barrier, causes dementia, Alzheimer's, and an inconceivably long list of downstream neurological diseases. And as bad as those reports are about the atmospheric particulate matter, which is not just smoke, again, so much of it is climate engineering fallout, the official air quality testing agencies are not even addressing, let alone disclosing, not even testing for sub-micron-sized particles, and that's all of climate engineering operations. So as bad as these air quality reports are and the damage it does to our health, they're exponentially worse in reality because the whole equation is not being disclosed to us. Not testing small enough, not testing the correct tests. By design. So, like I say, that's actually an hour's worth of discussing all of this. And to be honest with you, I have not listened to the rest of it because um, I was particularly focused on the, the fire thing. But um, So, all the, all the work that uh, Jasmine did with the uh, eagle, nothing, nothing worked. It was all just some, a dream in our, in our mad, crazy fantasies. Huh? Um, <laughs> well, yeah, I guess because you heard him, you, so that all that correction that was experienced after the eagle went into effect, it's all according to him. It, it was all planned. You know, our belief that the eagle did its work is 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 just a pipe dream. I don't like his reality. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> well, um. I think that that's 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 always been a potential. Okay, <laughs> um, maybe the eagle has nothing to do with whatever it could be, just the human thought itself. You know, I don't happen to believe that. I do believe we can affect the energy fields. Um, it, it, I, it, it, sometimes when we're following this stuff we're so close to it because you can't get away from it that you can get interpretations that are true but true for a purpose okay if this hadn't occurred we wouldn't have been able to provide what do they call themselves the geoengineeringwatch.org people with a concrete vision of what they're capable of to be able to explain it to the rest of us. So even though you can go with the concept of, oh, well, well, the eagle did nothing, maybe it did do something. Maybe it's working at awakening people. I mean, remember, there was uh, videos of people trying to burn snow and it wouldn't burn. Do you remember that? That was a few years ago. Uh, No, I remember seeing a video where they would speak about a, a snow that wouldn't melt. It was it lo- it was like styrofoam powder. Exactly, it exactly, exactly. That's what I'm talking about. I said burn, but no, that was a stupid thing to say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, yeah, they would they would it it would just burn. It would you know it, it wouldn't melt. <laughs> and uh, that, that as soon as he started talking about this, I said, okay, that's what it is. But it does answer a lot of questions because we've been following the, uh, the weather more in C- California than we normally would because of the eagle. 
And it does answer. Remember when there was all that rain, and we're talking rain, and the reservoirs were supposed to have filled up, but they didn't. You know, they drained it out again. Well, I guess mm -hmm. you can't do that too many times before you have to have some other way because they're they're they're. My understanding is they're trying to uh, create a drought situation, a complete lack of water. Um, but again, we know there's water under under California. Um, the fires in Canada that he mentioned that that was very sad, you know. But <clears throat> do you remember on say what I talked about the fact that we have to look beyond the enemies that we see, the politicians, the uh, industrial people, the educators, those people that there is a group or even maybe it's one one entity I have no clue but there is something else behind that that is dictating this whole game and you sort of have to figure out well who am I playing against and so we discussed it on say what on Saturday and <clears throat> now <clears throat> last 48 hours I get two of these whoa wait a minute what's this about you know type of things that indicate that um, uh, like I say, I've been at this a long time, but I did not, and I knew about the weather modifications, and but I just, there's only so far your mind can go, huh? These poor people that don't know even the basics, I can't even imagine what they think. When well, we but but the thing is that the how do we put it into context? Because he's the way that he's talking, the way he's describing his painting a picture where the, the cabal is fine and dandy, they're they're batting a thousand and they're on their way, they're winning every single battle and they're we're uh, geared for absolute destruction. So his reality actually doesn't fit the like for example, Dolly's reality. Unless her her guides are and Dave are liars, they're not, they're painting a different totally different reality. Do you see my point? You know, the, the reality that he's describing is like, yeah. okay, the, the, the cabal has have won, and uh, all we have to do is sign our, our goodbye tickets and, and commit suicide yes, you, in you mass. Yes, did, but you didn't hear him say that he, he he's hoping that these climate scientists that have kept their mouth shut to keep their jobs are now realizing that there is no future unless they open their mouths and that we still have time to turn this around. He said that. Mm, yeah, but, maybe, uh, maybe it didn't get on. Maybe it didn't get on that that tape. But he does go on to say that. So even though he seems really doom and gloom, and trust me, when I first heard him, he was doom and gloom. But like I say, I, it's 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 awful. And it, every time we turn around, every show we do, it's even worse than it was the show before. But at the same time, there is an awakening. My cousin uh, sent me a, a message, a text message on the phone. And he said, and, and he had a, it was a link to uh, Robert Kennedy Jr.'s interview with Tucker Carlson on X. And he said, I know you, you spent years trying to explain this stuff to me. He said, but somehow listening to Robert Kennedy who was an insider 
say the same things you said. He said, you know, now I'm really scared. And I wrote him back and I said, I was really scared when you didn't believe me. You know, now people mm -hmm. are waking up. And, and every, every time they do something like this, there's more people waking up. And, you know, you're the one, that, Walt, that pointed out that Gandhi, you know, just did a peaceful, yeah. I'm not going to engage, this is not a contract I have with you British people, you better leave. And yes, the British people fought back and did a lot of terrible things, but he won, whereas in Ireland, they just have been fighting, the, you know, and they're still fighting. Non-stop. So it... it I think that the winner of the game is the person or group that um, has control over their own consciousness. And they keep throwing all this fear and all this stuff, and a lot of people kind of fall for it. But Yeah, well, let's, let's say, okay, he's uh, accurate in a lot of, the, lot of the things that he said, and, uh, and they did this, and they did that, and this this is cold here, and this is hot there, okay, but just because there is the, is all this evidence of all this negative, negatively used technology, it doesn't say that they are successful. Yeah, they are they're attempting, and they're using every penny available, but uh, is it a lie that so many soldiers have have uh, rescued so many children from underground? Is is that a, is that a, a pipe dream? Is that a fantasy, or is that actually happening? Because if it is actually happening, then the cabal isn't going up or being successful. So if they're not successful on that, the most important front of theirs, I I, if, I, I then down I, on the the weather side is not going to be successful either. I understand exactly what you're saying. And the thing of it is, is that we, see, this is what we kind of bring to the game here. We go out on these different shows, and we tell you about what we hear. And I believe that each of us is guided to look at certain things. Okay? Now, we, I mean, on Saturday I was saying it had to be DEW, and on Tuesday I said, well, this weather thing is really impressive. You know, um, I've got another clip that we played on the Shungite show that, you know, says, well, maybe it was DEW. But the thing of it is, is that we're looking at all these different facets of this intricate game board. And we're giving people, you know, well, it could do, this is, this is something some people think, this is another and this is it. But when you are dealing with people like... Um, Dan Willington. He's only looking at one slice of it, Walt. Yeah, that, so that, that, that's their story. That is, that is obvious. <laughs> that's their the story. It's not that they're wrong. It's that they're not looking at, you know, the other, the other p p chapters. They get stuck in a chapter. Let's put it that way. And, you know, re do you remember when we first started out on Cosmic Reality? We had guests, they were lined up, but we'd get them on there, and because we don't have the limitations that they do, we could see the cracks in their story. 
And pretty, I mean, how many I mean, people... we got did, screamed a lot, didn't we? How many people <laughs> did we basically demolish on our radio shows because of that? I mean, that's why we don't have guests on. <laughs> because they'd fall apart. They, they couldn't converse on different subjects like we can. They couldn't get out of... That's what made you think... It, it made you think of mind control. The it way is. they were... Some of them were like so fixated and so unidimensional. I mean, it's like... Don't don't try to get them out of here because forget it. You'll never... There's no, there's no turning anywhere. So it's like, wow, well, is this person mind controlled or what? <laughs> because when when you're dealing with somebody who is intelligent... A person who is clearly and naturally intelligent is able to see, you know, their point of view and other points of view because it, a person who is naturally intelligent knows there's a lot more than whatever they, they believe or whatever they have in front of them. But when you're dealing with somebody that they can see what only is in front of them and nothing else or nothing else exists, what I, only what I'm seeing exists, everything else is somebody else's issue and then okay this is this looks like a mind control situation because the person can't see anything besides what they're focusing on yeah like <laughs> yep it's uh so I, i'm sorry but that got my attention because i i, I absolutely believe because since we're dealing with a, a neurology day in and day out Unconscious, and when it comes to a neurology, consciousness is everything. And that's how um, we are learning to use our consciousness. So that's scary, scaring them to death because people, there are people learning to use their consciousness. So I absolutely believe that yes, most definitely, Jasmine's effort with the eagle were successful because she put her consciousness and her love behind her intentions. And as she did did what she did she witnessed every time she would do something she would witness the change so it's like what you're doing this and immediately you're getting a response that can can't be an accident or you can't tell me though that, oh, that's some egghead scientist making it like this so you think it's oh it's, it's fantastic they they had the they can read your mind they can make it any whether you you want I'd like um come on come on <laughs> that's too much so, if we're going, if we're believing in a, in a reality where an analogy exists and an analogy is all about consciousness, then what we witnessed that was done with the eagle was not an accident, and we're and it's happening in other places. Uh, she's not the only one that has an eagle, and and the people that have an eagle are reporting what they're we're experiencing. So, you know. Energy follows consciousness. And that's why I said that, you know, you can't really look at that one situation that we're talking about now. That, yes, there were changes just what was being programmed into the eagle, but now this guy comes along and says it was all being programmed by these weird people that live somewhere in the ethers. But it, oh. it's like, even if that's true, we don't know how mitigating the eagle was on that particular operation. Maybe it could have been a lot worse. But the thing that we do know is that it's unraveling. Well, 
for example, the this is one thing where we were directly involved. The um, the thing that happened in Colorado it was the was a minus. It was something the the mine. Remember, it was a uh, what was the area called? It was a mine. The mine. It was a mine in Colorado, and it contaminated a river. Remember the gold, that everything the gold, was the Gold King mine. There, well. We were both involved in that, and there was no weather involved, and yet we witnessed the complete transmutation of that river. And there were, and, and, and the advantage is that there were so many more people than us involved, and but they all came to pass. You know, the transformation happened. Yes, and, and that that's why I'm not. I'm freaked out about somebody wanting to do what they want to do, but I'm not freaked out about them doing it. Because we know now, thanks to Shungite, <laughs> you know, and both of our paths up to the point that we meet Shungite, you know, that we could take the Shungite and get that extra magical piece that we needed to have the game board equal. Yeah, and if, and, if, this is a big if, if in this present reality, we, you mean nobody knew anything. Uh, the, if there is, is there a mineral somewhere in Russia called Shanghai? And nobody knew anything what Shanghai is, and nobody has any. Then that then is a real situation. Worry, do worry, please worry, because things are going south real fast. But not now. Well, I had the, given the, up the fight. <laughs> I had given it up until I met Shanghai. Because it was, I mean, I'd been after... It changed I, everything, didn't it? It changed everything <laughs> because all of a sudden I could, you know, when, when I started to real, well, I, I understood it was given to me that this was the future. You know, they were going to have electromagnetic control and you know, all this rest of it. Um, when I was, uh, well, it was 76, seven, uh, 1976. And... I tried in different ways to make people become aware of the just the dangers of the electricity, never mind the, what came after that. And I, I was losing every battle. So by the time we get to, you know, when the hell was it, 2014, I, I, I'm not even trying with that. I was into, I didn't even want to try to fight the Radio 5G, you know, make that, that fight there, but I did. And I'm going to just, uh, th we're going to talk through this because probably nothing's going to happen. I should have, oh, jeez. All right, I'm going to turn this off. Uh, you go talk to each other, please. Dolly. <laughs> yes. I'm not worried about nothing. Dave said it's going to be okay. I believe him. Here you have it. The other people, they can say what they want. All I know is Dave says it's going to be okay. So, I believe yeah. him. Why wouldn't you believe somebody who's on the other side and can see the, the, the whole playing board? Right. We're like right. blind. Compared to Dave, we're absolutely blind. But what if we are seeing a little bit, a little bit of the, the edge? Uh, or the, uh, what do you call it? It's like when you're seeing the peak of the, uh, of the iceberg. And 90% of the iceberg is underwater. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. So, I don't... 
you know, I, I hear like Nancy talking about it and things like that, and I think, well, I'm really not concerned over things um, like that. I'm more concerned over what's going on in my personal life right now at this moment in time, um, like with the people interacting here at home. But the big stuff, I know it's going to be okay. I'm all right. <clears throat> and that's your that's your responsibility is your reality. Yeah. Because let's face it, we, we can't go around changing somebody else's reality. It, it doesn't work that way. No. Unless there's a, an agreement, of, of, uh, a clear unconscious agreement. But you're not, if that agreement doesn't exist, it's like we were talking about with uh, Mark Joseph earlier today. You know, the things that, that affect you affect you through agreement. You make a contract, you agree to it. And then you you get the price, you know, if you agree to something bad, you know, you get it. And you give it great, agree to something good, you get it. But that's the way it works. There, ha there has to be an agreement. The, 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 the trick that's affecting us is that we're not aware that we make unconscious agreements. You know, every time you are legitimately scared, scared of somebody or something, you're signing a contract. That's your agreement. Uh, yes, you agree that this is incredibly powerful and can destroy me. So well, it, and it goes ahead and does because you agreed to it. That's the part that we're not. Nobody realizes that. That's why I, I forgot to mention this. Uh, maybe you have seen a little bit in, in movies, for example. Whenever you see films or stories based around uh, martial arts, depending on how the story is written, of course, martial artists. They, they do a lot of meditation because emotional control is everything. They realize that, you know, if you lose control of your emotions, you're signing a contract, and then the, the battle is already won. It's already won by your opponent because you're, you're already showing um, uh, doubt, fear. So your emotions are everything. So when the, when the martial, uh, real uh, martial artist deals with, with a physical battle, battle uh, maybe 10% of the battle is physical. The rest is all mental. He, no matter how, the, even if the opponent is bigger and faster and can hit more, but the other guy is in control. He's not feeling fear. He's not feeling any doubts. He's just taking his time. And lo and behold, somebody three times smaller than you is actually winning. He, he actually beats you because... You can defeat the body, but if, if the mind refuses to give up, well, this, he refuses to give up. So he's not. You're not going to win, no matter how hard, how fast or how strong you are. And that's that's the lesson that's learned from martial arts: is that you, if you you master your emotions, you're going to be okay. No, but nobody's going to be able to beat you. No matter how they're younger, stronger, it doesn't doesn't matter. Nope. You're not giving up your power. You're not giving up your emotions. There's nothing they can do. So, but unfortunately, a lot of people believe that in martial arts, physical is everything. You know, you got to be faster. You got to be stronger, and blah 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 blah. No, it's that's just physical. That's nothing. 
But if you're if you're unbeatable inside, well, guess what? You're unbeatable. <laughs> they can't beat you. So you're it's saying it's mental. Mental and emotional. Both. Yes. Yes. Playing together. Gotcha. Uh-huh. If yeah. you if if you own your, it's like somebody comes at you uh, in anger or threatening or something, but yet you own your emotions. And no matter what they do, they can't get you to lose your cool, to lose your your uh, your what do you call it? The uh, your uh, you know your present your what do you call it? When you're when you when you're state of calmness, when you're at peace, and they they can't. No matter how much they scream at you, you're looking at them and you're smiling. There comes a time the person just gives up and says. You know, okay, what now? Because no matter what they try, they can't get you hungry. They were trying to manipulate you, and <laughs> exactly. you didn't play their game. Exactly. Yeah. So you see, you you didn't hit anybody, and yet you win. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. I understand that completely these days. Mm. I just don't play the manipulation game. And that riles the other person. <laughs> That's how you win. Isn't Just it horrible when a victim refuses to cooperate? <laughs> yeah. My God. Just cooperate already. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't say anything. Let them do all the argument in their own mind. So, so what was it that you were... Uh, oh, did... Uh, Nancy come back? Yes, I got back. Yep, yep, I'm here. Okay. I don't remember what I was talking about, but that's No, okay. before I asked <laughs> before I asked Dolly what is the thing that she had is I wanted to know if you were done fin- finishing with your presentation with us all this weather modification craziness. Yes, I'm done with it. You're done with it. Okay. We okay. Kind, we'd kind of gone off into other stuff there that was more interesting, but you don't remember that, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, where would you like to go? Dolly, where well, would, would you like, yeah, uh, tell us. You I would things. like to ask about the weather stuff. Oh, um, okay. I wasn't done with that one. Oh, okay. Um, so, you think... So the guy said, uh, somebody said, 1940. They've been manipulating the weather since 1940, is what I heard. So they've been doing all the, what do you call those things in the sky? Uh, Spread out. The chemtrails? Yes. They've been chemtrailing the hell out of us. But we are ornery human beings uh, who most of us refuse to die from the chemtrailing, from the poison they're trying to put in our systems, our air, our food, our ground, and our woods that we build the houses with and all that stuff. And But we refuse to be eliminated chemically that way um, they are trying to dry us up take our waters away and they did this 
if we remember right, I cannot remember the year. Stan was alive, so it was like in the late 1980s, the early 1990s, um, somewhere around though, they were trying to dry us up back then. I remember because we would go golfing, the ground was so dry. I mean, it didn't even, not even if you go way under, did it have any water, that the golf ball would literally bounce at a minimum of 10 feet. <laughs> so you had to try to plan your shots uh, with the bounce in mind, that it's going to bounce, 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 bounce. Um, so that's why I remember they were trying to take our waters away back then. Well... They didn't make it because we figured things out and we lived. Um, so they're all, they're trying and the COVID the the, the vaccines that that they call vaccines, which is really poison. They're poisoning our systems. They're trying to kill our organs and our bodies, and and not everybody played that game. Not everybody went and got the poison shots, but. Uh, now we're starting to see more and more people who did get those uh, get really sick or just die because their heart shuts down or their or their kidneys shut down or their uh, their internal organs shut down, which kills them. Um, or or they it gets caught in time and they get saved. That's another way that. We did not play their game. They could not eliminate us. Now I hear they're going to come out with another. They're going to try to come out with another COVID-type situation. They shut us in our houses. They mask us up. But I don't think people are going to play that game anymore either because they learned by the last game. Um, so, yeah, they're trying to eliminate us. But we are human beings are just too frickin' ornery to die in their game playing. So I say, good for us. We're learning. More and more people are starting to learn. I think things are starting to turn against the ones who have been trying to eliminate us since, well, with the weather, since 1940. You know, look at all the hurricanes. Look, Florida got hit with... I can't even remember five or six hurricanes that one year when Charlie hit and 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 uh, I can't remember the names of all of them. It, it, they were trying to eliminate us then, and they didn't. So they they had to manipulate more weather, and now they're we're getting hit with these big ass size golf ball size hail. I mean it's. It's so big, and the wind is so strong that it has literally taken houses and mobile homes and knocked holes in them and collapsed them, and and so now we got to learn the way. Are you talking about Florida or someplace else? Florida, I know Florida has happened. Oh, I don't know about other places. I can't speak for them, but I can speak for Florida because. Right over here in Melbourne. 
mobile home park. <clears throat> and uh, all these ways that we are being attacked and try, they're trying to eliminate us and uh, it scares some people. And I listen to Dave say, you're going to be okay. You're, you're doing what you need to be doing. Keep doing it. Do more. And and you're going to be okay. And so I know these things are happening, but I know we're going to be okay. So that's the mindset that I have when it comes to these uh, disasters that these uh, – I, I don't look at them – so much as disasters, as I look at them at uh, attempted murder, like with Maui, that was frickin' murder. That wasn't even attempted. It was done with with how they eliminated a lot of those people who just turned to dust. Other people, because we're human, other people managed to live on Maui. We're human beings. We're going to fight them whatever way we can. They didn't. Ha- the ones who lived didn't happen to be in the path of the disintegration stuff that they sent over. We we continue. We keep continuing. So my thought is keep sending the love blankets. Keep having your faith. Uh, whatever keeps you going. I have my faith in God. Um, and and that's how I keep going. So I just wanted to share that with y'all. I'm done. I agree with you that, you know, it, it's like even those people that, and I said this on the Say What show, even those people that got the shot, and Walt, we, we talk about the contract thing. If you were in a state of fear, you're emotionally in a state of fear, and you take the shot because you believe that this is the way to get yourself out of fear. You made a contract. But if they come to you and they say, you have to do this to keep your job, and you say, oh, okay, that again, that, that's a contract. They're giving you something in repayment for. All right? But if you say, oh, my God, if I don't have this job, my, my children aren't going to be able to survive. Okay, you're making the contract with the survival of your children, not the contract of, you know, saving your job, basically. Um, Because you're doing it for somebody else instead of yourself. So then those people that were told to mask up because if you've got elderly around you or sick people, okay, they're doing it again for somebody else, a third party. It's not doing it for their own gain or their own protection, to stay out of fear. And so the the other side, yeah, even though some of these people got the shots, they're not, they didn't work. Now, is anybody going to come around medically and say, why didn't it work? Well, I will. If you had shungite on, it's not going to work. <laughs> if you have shungite and, you know, believe in it, and why would you be wearing it if you didn't? Um... Because you've made the contract with the Shungite to protect you. So, all right, I've got to make this decision. I've got to do this, but I'm doing it for my kids. And I'm going to have Shungite, so I'm going to be okay. You're going to be okay. And, I mean, I go back to Mark Steele. 
he was the one that n knew so much and was so scared about not scared but you know be able to articulate the dangers and and you know very vocal about those dangers in the end he keeps saying you know why aren't more people dying it's because they, it's just like you're pointing to both of you um they the dark side keeps negating the ability of the human being to be able to offset what's happening because they don't make contracts because they just won't go there in their mind if you can't get their thoughts to agree with you it's not going to work no matter what you try now what what is what i think they're doing now is and have been doing um but i think they're trying to they, they can't convince us so i think that in many ways they are openly going to kill people just you know with this this weather stuff but the more that people talk about the the abnormality of these weather events and begin to really question it from that standpoint more people will wake up and more people will say no we don't have a contract with that because i do think that it's not just making a contract it's making the opposite contract the contract against it no you're not going to do that i've made a contract with with my higher self with god with gaia and my belief is is that is that whatever they've already done can be very quickly mitigated because i believe in the creative powers of gaia thank you for pointing that out nancy because that, that's a, that's a point that a lot of people miss when the subject of contracts comes up Everyone's thought is uh, they're absolutely focused on undoing contracts, I mean, avoiding contracts, destroying contracts, clearing out. But they're they're forgetting the the very simple thing that you pointed out. Not all contracts are bad. You can make contracts that are actually lifesavers. Just because the, the you you it's there's a connotation associated with the word contract. It doesn't mean that it's all bad. You're making a positive contract. You're making a life-saving contract. So don't don't don't, don't leave that out. So thank you for pointing that out. Well, we a made a con we yeah. made a contract with Gaia to get Shungite to the masses. Yes, absolutely. You know, now we fulfilled that contract, and you know now <laughs> she's she's just she's ready to rock and roll, but she's sort of like you know the our concept of the white hats they're waiting to play the game out so that more people wake up but the game's coming coming closer <laughs> to the end i think it's over you know we're in the last chapter here well i always wonder where's the money coming from from for all these dews because the latest that i heard is that the cabal is on the run. The cabal is broke. The cabal is bankrupt. I'm not cabal this and the cabal that. Okay, who, who or where are they getting the money, to to have to have these weapons like the directed energy weapon, this uh, modified uh, weather con weather. You know that costs money. I'm sure it doesn't. It's not like fifty dollars off or something if you buy two weather modification. <laughs> projectors well some people be, some uh, people would tell you it's the black budget and oh. C Catherine Aust Austin Fitz 
she was the director, uh, uh, assistant director of HUD and housing and development. And she realized that there was a lot of things really, really wrong with, you know, the way that the government plays. And so she started to look at the money thing. And she realized that there was a tremendous amount of money that you could track from Congress saying this is going to go someplace, and then it would disappear. I mean, I, I, I don't even remember the numbers, but it was a huge amount of money that just disappeared. And so she has been, you know, others have, others have gone in and done the same thing she did, follow the money, and they've come up with even higher amounts of money that just disappears. So that's called the black budget. But I suspect that um, in that realm that we're talking about, this, I call them the black nobles because in certain old re references, they consider themselves the black nobles, the ones behind the throne. Um, those people are actually in a situation where... <clears throat> I'm losing my track, my, my track here they're playing with the same as we say the same book but they have understood oh the one that never gets updated that one that one yes but <laughs> but they but they've misunderstood the true magic of human experience from the conscious level so let's just take a break here an aura geode a black moonstone citrine cosmic silver nugget Bracelets, shungite bowls, and much more at the Mystical Wares live auction. Have fun bidding for special items at your price. Mysticalwares.com slash live dash auctions. Let's take a moment to thank the people who make intergalactic distribution of this show possible. Mystical Wares in Mount Vernon, Washington. Yes, folks, Mystical Wares is where the Jedi Knights shop when they have their annual field trip to planet Earth. After annihilating battalions of stormtroopers and blowing up the Death Star, they deserve an all-out shopping spree, and their supplier of choice is Mystical Wares in Mount Vernon, Washington, an oasis of light in an otherwise dark universe. I spoke to Master Yoda the other day and asked him where he buys his shungite. He replied... Tell you I will, and not belabor. Mystical wares. I also pick up spare parts for my light saber. So there you have it, folks. If it's good enough for Master Yoda and the Jedi Elite, it's certainly good enough for the rest of us. Mystical wares in Mount Vernon, Washington. Online or on location, you'll be sure to give them a standing ovation. I am Ani, mad as the day is long, Avidician. This was Metaphysical Martini, a production of Cosmic Reality Radio, to whom we are most grateful. Until we meet again, my darlings, get involved in local politics, learn to identify the dirty tricks within the matrix, and above all, let the spirit inhabit the human. Scalar energy is demonstrating how good health depends upon balanced and stable human and animal energy fields. Test it out for yourself with a free weekly 12-hour remote session at mysticalwares.com slash scalar dash healing. 
This is an ongoing program allowing you to pick and choose the scale or energy treatment you want. Thus, you must register weekly for the session presented every Friday. Experience the future of medicine now for the free sessions or sign up for one designed specifically for you. Go to mysticalwares.com slash scalar dash healing. And remember, you must sign up weekly and receive the confirmation email or text confirming the session. Experience the future of medicine now. And welcome back to the Cosmic Reality Show. It's August 22nd, 2023. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Walt Silva and Dolly Howard. So, are you guys back? Yes? Yep, yes. I didn't leave. I love that song. I know. Thank it you. never gets old. <laughs> never gets old. I sing to it. I don't care what the neighbors think. I just let it roll. <laughs> um, for those people that haven't heard, or I'll, I'll, I'll give you a heads up here. Um, Derek, because he's the sponsor and the only business associated with cosmic reality, was done by some scam thing t because of the pictures that I had up. They were supposedly Reuters. And they were able to pull pictures out of a collage. And so, you know, those promo things that I do and stuff. So anyway, instead of having uh, to hassle with him being bothered and if they can do it, somebody else is going to find out how to do it and it's going to be one of those never-ending BS things. So I've gone through, I haven't quite finished everything, but I've gone through virtually every photograph for the last five, six years and either taken them out completely and replaced them with just a regular logo one. Or I've actually taken out what I think could be a problem. If I thought the photographs were very important for the show, I would do my best to take out what I, I'm questioning, you know, where, can I say where I got that? And um, so you have this weird thing happening for those people that just might, you know, be going back into history and seeing it. And... Um, the other thing is, is because they're doing this with the pictures, I think that sooner or later they're going to do it with the music. And they'll tell me that I've infringed on, you know, Joe's copyright and, you know, I owe them, uh, you know, a certain amount of money in order, you know, it's all, it's all scamming, but it's just going to be part of the dirty side of the Internet. So I am in everything I do after a live show, not including the songs. I'm, I'm putting in ads, as a matter of fact. Uh, it's because I think that in a two-hour show, people just need a break. <laughs> and, so you're um, creating the Mandela effect, huh? Because you're going back into the past and you're changing and the change, past? I'm changing the past. Mm -hmm. and just hope I'm in front of these... I won't and say they it. said it couldn't be done. <laughs> 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 yeah, so anyway, that that's happened. Another weird what did they do to Derek? They sent him an email, and then they sent a, a snail mail thing saying that these pictures... Now, this is what's comical about it. They send this document that they say that they're not lawyers, but they represent Reuters. And these pictures on my website that Derek does not own in any way, shape, or form. He's simply an advertiser, 
okay? So they went after the wrong person. But I don't make any money, so, you know, not, huh. not going to go after me. They're going after right. the companies. And they mm -hmm. said to him that these pictures were um, infringement on Reuters' uh, copyright. But the funny thing is, is that the only way that they got those pictures was to steal a screenshot of my CosmicReality.com page, whatever they're interested <laughs> in. And I'm copyrighted. They don't, they, they, you know, if they tried to bring that in front of a judge, I'd say to the judge, Judge, they broke my copyright by taking this and, in, and putting it into a court of law. Yeah. Right? So, mm -hmm. I mean, to me, it's just like, okay, yeah, all right, whatever. And, you know, the other thing was the ones that they got me on was um, one where somebody else had taken a picture of uh, Trump and a picture of Hillary and had them, you know, facing off against each other. And it wasn't the entire picture. It was the picture of Trump that they were claiming as Reuters. Okay, all right. But the one that really bothered me was in a collage about 9-11. There was one photograph that they claimed was a Reuters photograph. And, you know, it's like an, proof of 9-11 and you're, you're doing this, you know? It's mm -hmm. like, why would you go after something that my you... Argument, my argument is, why is, uh, isn't Reuters writing to me? Well, that's why I told, I told Eric, <laughs> I said... Well, I looked this company up, and they're doing it to a lot of people. And a lot of people said, just ignore it. That's what I did, ignore it. And uh, so we're ignoring it. And well, it's like, like those scam things you get in the email. Yeah, it is. It you is. just ignore them. Yeah. yeah. But Derek's De Derek got really upset because he said, this is going against my company. And I said, no, it's not. You own nothing. You're not responsible for what goes on there. So you'll see at the, at the bottom of the cosmic reality thing now, it's a, it doesn't say anything about mystical wares. It says, it's owned and operated by Nancy Hopkins, and any advertisers do not have any control over the content. You know? Mm -hmm. So, but, you know, I mean, so many people, they've got, they're trying to do a business, and somebody does this to them, we'll pay them off so it goes away. That's that's what they're betting on, fear. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't blame him for being afraid because when I first started getting scammed, I was afraid, too. Yeah. When it, when they'd say it came from a bank or from a lawyer. Well, yeah, I got scared, too, until I was taught, no, this is just a scam. Don't get your panties in a uproar. And so... um. I just I just do that uh, button in the email that says scam. I just hit that anymore. I don't even read them. But you see, so. you you didn't take the vaccination, so they've got all those people that took the vaccination that'll probably fall fall for the scam. You oh, fell, you fell for the biggest yeah. one in the world. <laughs> you know, yeah. and now they want now they do. Okay, there's a the, the on the news and everything. They're talking about them trying to bring back the mandates and stuff what it seems to be dolly is it seems to be one school someplace 
that said that, the, I think it's higher education, that their children, uh, the, the students have to have a vaccination. Um, <clears throat> and But somebody said, well, you know, it's just, just this one school. It's not like everybody wants to do it. And uh, somebody else pointed out, yeah, well, let me list you the things that we thought were so damn kooky we never even paid attention to them as absolutely not being able to be capable of being real. And he listed off all, you know, the transgender, I mean, one after the other. He was very good at it. So it's like, are they trying to do this? Well, probably. But, um, again, the, one, the, the, the people that didn't take it the first time have been proven right. They're not going to take it. Who's going to take it? Not only that, but did you, uh, you did you hear the arguments? Like all the people that got, uh, all of a sudden there was this this wave of people uh, blaming the one who didn't get vaccinated. They were blaming. Oh, they should have said more. They should have been more uh, outspoken about this. And, and me and Jasmine, we were both agreeing on the same thing: is that we should have been more outspoken. We got ostracized and, and <laughs> we we get crucified for going against the vaccine. And now they're blaming us that we should have been more outspoken. Uh, <laughs> yes, again. <laughs> Do you remember? I say to them, you should have been uh, more more open to accepting what we were saying. That's not our fault. We were telling you point blank. Do you remember when it's the mailman, when the ma my mailman was having all these people that were sick and dying, and I said to him, uh, "Were they vaccinated?" And he went off on me like crazy. I was just curious, you know, because mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I'm not trying to tell him that. I'm, I'm asking him a question. He went so nuts that he was still three, three houses down, and he was still <laughs> yelling at me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was back. I was back in front of my house, and I could still hear him screaming. Oh my gosh! Boy, did you touch a, a sore spot? Yeah. <laughs> oh, he called me every name in the book. You know, that's why we didn't talk to you people. We couldn't even ask you a question. <laughs> <laughs> I did anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so I, they can't come back to me and say you didn't tell me. <laughs> That's kind of yeah, the way I, I was. I've told you I'm not going to tell you again. Right. Right. You don't want to pay attention. Expect a, a second a second wave of warning now with this one? Or no? What? <laughs> no, is that? Oh, that's, oh, that's what I'm saying. Are people expecting a second wave of warning? Then well, don't maybe. get shot. The shot is going to kill you, and and then and then expect you to ostracize us because of it. <laughs> well, we, we better say that. Don't get the shot. <laughs> It'll oh, kill you. Look at, look at it. This is a serious issue. Is like left and right is like all over the place. Thousands of families got uh, broken up. It was it was like the Second World War. When remember the Second World War because of the of the war and people fleeing to other countries to save their necks. So many families were broken up, never to see each other again, because they were escaping for their lives. That it, that this thing was like that. Families in every single state, you know, they they never saw each other again, or they would never speak to each other again because this segment got vaccinated, this segment did not, and that was it. Goodbye to you. I haven't seen my family. <laughs> yeah, 
I mean, I don't talk to them. I talk to my brother Mike, and my brother Mark would probably talk to me, but he's too busy doing whatever he is. But the rest of them, mm-mm. I talk to my sister You're Mary. Mary Mary is not judgmental and, until um. she gets an opportunity. <laughs> And then well, you're say, the weird, weird one in the family. I'm the weird one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, there's nothing I can do about it. It wasn't me, it was them. And so I just, that's why, you know, Mary knows we're not going to talk about anything that's important. <laughs> that's that's all. So we talk about her grandkids. And my brother Mike, he's, you know, he's in the same rabbit hole I am, so... We have a lot to talk about. But one time he said, my sister Heidi lives not too far from Mike. And Mike was coming over to see me. And he says, why don't you come with us and see Nancy? And she was like, oh, I don't know about that. And when he told me that, I said, I don't want to see her. <laughs> I said, what would we talk about? You can't talk about anything before they go ballistic. I said, I want to have, a, have a, you know, a civil adult conversation. With you. I'm not going to get it with Heidi. Leave her home. <laughs> That's kind of my attitude about those people. You're boring. <laughs> I'm getting too old to be bored. <laughs> I had divorced my family the, before the COVID stuff. And uh, my niece asked Sherry, my daughter, to ask Annette if Annette wanted to get together with Carrie. And Annette said, well, Sherry, why would I do that? We, I don't have anything to share with her, nothing to say, because no matter what comes out, she judges me, and I'm not putting up with it anymore. We divorced them. <laughs> so, uh, and And then I was worried at one point, if I divorce that family that I don't fit into at all in any way, shape, or form, you can't squeeze my square body into that round hole. Um, it, I asked God, am I, am I being in a position where I'm not loving them, where it says uh, you have to love people? <clears throat> but I was taught by other people, many other people, after I asked that question, um, no, you're just, you're getting yourself out of a bad situation where the entities do not agree in any way, shape, or form with each other. So it's like a stranger. If you don't agree with what they say, you don't make plans to go visit them again. You just walk away, and you make your different friends. They make their different friends. So I'm not being condemned for going my separate way and letting them go their separate way without me being judgmental on them because I don't hold it against them. For a while I did, but anymore I don't hold it against them. They, they live a different lifestyle. I live a different lifestyle. We make our own friends. So don't feel bad if you're put in that situation where, but I'm related to this person or or this group or you have Or I your have life. history. Yeah. You have your life to live. 
They have their life to live. Not always does it meet. And it's okay. And I just wanted to throw that in. And sometimes it, that you know, you separate. You're on two different paths. You separate. But then you come back together. And they'll say, yeah. oh, my God, I should have listened to you. <laughs> you know, we don't know what's going to happen. I don't, I don't hold any ill feelings or thoughts about, you know, the people that I don't communicate with. It's like, uh, you know, they're just not in my life. That's all. Right. And that's okay. I wish them well. Yeah. That's but. what I tell Sherry all the time. I wish them well. But I just don't wish them in my life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not a big thing. So there was something else that you had on your list to, you mentioned to me. Oh, yeah. Um, I wanted to point out that... Where did my list go? Oh, here it is. Um, I saw a thing that Nancy, one of her... Uh, uh, advertisement things not but where she tells you about the show and she puts our pictures up and well i saw her posted one recently from back in april 7 of 2020 and it had on their last pope we had discussed uh, the last pope situation and then i asked her today are we still on the last pope and she said yes so, see, way back in 2020, we were talking about something that is still true today. So I just wanted to point that out. We aren't just telling you stories all the time. <laughs> well, it in, really... Well, yeah, yeah, a supposed Pope. We don't know that Francis is the real Francis. So right. he could already be right, dead. Right, right. We don't know yes. that. Well, that's why I'm saying he's... Whoever is a pope now is uh, the one before him was the last real pope, or or the real one who is now because the one who is now isn't the real one that was. Oh, boy, did, did that get complicated? <laughs> Walt, do you remember? Because I think you brought that to us. Do you remember um, the the background? It was somebody from a prophecy from the Middle Ages talking about each of the popes and each of the popes had something that he would mention that you could tie to that pope and it sounded very very accurate and then he gets down to who became uh, Francis there Pope Francis I guess his name is um, would be the last pope do you remember that oh uh, I think it was some it was uh, through John Luke John John Claude he spoke about someone uh, uh, it was I think it was a Janine when she was doing a, a tarot she was casting the tarot for a, for an uh, in, in answer to a specific question and kept kept coming up always with the same answer that Francis was the last pope that's that's it that was the last pope so if there if there are any others they're just stand-ins or just lookalikes or clones or like like Biden, Biden. <laughs> you know, some cheap knockoff copy, but uh, supposedly he's the, the last one. There will be no more popes. So, well, you know, talking about the clones and stuff, I'm not sure that Biden is a clone. <laughs> oh, because 
He went down to Hawaii, and I don't know how many people have seen these clips, but he got up in front of these people, and he made, he was introducing, like, I don't know, the governor, the mayor, that sort of thing, and the representative, she was a, a congresswoman, and he made a joke about her name being the same name as his granddaughter. This is it. He's supposed to be acknowledging this terrible situation. Then he goes on to say, I understand, you know, what what happened to you because my house was hit with a lightning bolt and I almost lost my wife and my Corvair and my cat. Okay? And this story he's told before. And what happened was, yes, the electric pole had been hit it caused a you know a, an overload on the system and started a fire in the kitchen that was put out very quickly. There was no danger to anybody in the house, and uh, probably not his Corvair. So, but yeah. he was able to feel for you. That's what counts. Uh, I mean, it was just like it was ludicrous. <laughs> I mean, and as a matter of fact, like. Gutfeld on the five, he was saying, you know, I really feel bad for this guy at this point. He says, he's not there. And they all agreed. They all got very sober, somber. And, you know, they agreed that, you know, this guy is not there. And then a little bit later, he was at some, maybe it was the same event or whatever. But he's sitting there and he's fast asleep. There's no doubt in your mind that he's fast asleep. And the the only, he had been on the beach for a week, I believe it was, and then he went back to the White House for a day or a day and a half. Then he went to Lake Tahoe, and he flew from Lake Tahoe to Hawaii, was on the ground for five hours, and then flew back to his vacation. <laughs> well, um, anybody would fall asleep after all that travel. On a plane where I, he's got a bed? Oh, well, yeah, I I don't know. I, just, I can't. He is not the real Biden. That dude, in my opinion, in Dolly World, they are actors, and they have had many. I don't think it's a robot or uh, what do AI. I think it's a real person who is an actor portraying the way they want it to be portrayed the uh, Biden character. That's my belief. Uh, I'm not I, trying I, to... You know, I'm not saying it isn't. It's just like, if they're just taking this guy down. There's, I mean, it's so blatant. Oh, I mean, yeah. I, on on the, the, the media news, it was like, he was so caring. He was so... Imp- you know, oh. you got empathy. He was, you know, I mean, they, they they took it away a whole different place. But, you know, again, Fox is beating the pants off of those other stations. So a good portion of America and the world is seeing the truth. Mm-hmm. It's, Some of it, yes. <laughs> anyway. Um, so is there anything else there? No, I decided I didn't want to bring, do a downer and bring that other one up today. Are, are you still in uh, 
Are you still in? Uh, <clears throat> are you still down? You can't speak to the posse yet. Oh no, I I can't do that. Well, oh. the the most activity I have done today was make some German potato salad and talk here, and that <laughs> worked a little bit today, but. She got worse and worse as the day went on, so she had to tell him, I, I have to stop working, go to bed. Wow, <laughs> vacationing is, is a job, isn't it? It really, my gosh, this illness has taken the, it, it just has knocked the, the, the kind of living right out of my body that I'd like to be participating in. Um, it's hurt me. My heart is back to hurting like it used to. Uh, I think it's just worn my body down. And now if I could stop getting the coughing spells and and was able to rest, I think I could get over it in another week. It. I hope nobody out there gets this crap. It's awful. It just hangs on, and then you think, oh, I'm getting over it. I have a good day today. And then during the night, bam, knocks you right out of bed. Says, oh, no, we're not done with you. Oh. Well, at the same time, you've been going through a lot of emotional stress. Oh, that's true. I mean, it started before you <clears throat> went on the vacation, and it, you know, is still there today. That's, uh, well, it's, yes, the stress is still here, yes. Yes, I'm talking stress. Yes, yes. That's true. And same way with Annette, you know, it weakened her, too. And then when I came down with this cold, she got it. So we were, yeah, you're right, we were weak to start with. That's why people Someday we'll go- get over it. That's why people shouldn't leave their homes. <laughs> Amen. That's you know, what I said. I'm not going away for a long, 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 long time. I, I don't like. Home. I don't like to leave my home because you know there's drama outside the yard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A lot of it. <laughs> I know they start talking about something, you know, and I'm going like. No, thank God I don't have that happening. Nope, nope, don't have any of that. Mm-mm. It's like some of us live in a little cocoon and then, you know. Gee, I wish Mark Mark was here because he was telling how there's some report out there that the people that are having the most crime are not the Democrats, it's the Republican states. And... We didn't have time to cover that on radio, uh, Shanghai Radio this morning. I gotta find out what that's about. So we don't know where where things are gonna go, but we know that all we have to do is maintain our stability, and of course, Shanghai helps with that. So, you know, you you started talking about the burnt Shanghai this morning. Walt, and yet we really didn't get into what you think it is, and if you if you feel comfortable with it, unless you've got some Anelia thing to read or 
something else. Um, I'd like you uh, to... Sorry, no, I don't have anything about it, Nelia. The last thing I already shared with you. And I, I want, because you said that, um, Matthew, uh, uh, Suzanne uh, Ward, Matthew's mom, is uh, mm -hmm. doing well physically. So hopefully she'll be able to get back to... Uh, oh, she's family. under the weather. Say what? She's under the weather. She's ill. She had a heart attack. Oh, I don't know. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's why we haven't been reading Matthew. She had a a, a significant heart attack. Now she's got a pacemaker in it, and she's um, you know last I heard she was she was doing better, and probably better than she was because. You know, those things come on slowly. <laughs> um, my father had a pacemaker put in, and a lot, I've known a number of people, and it always seems they, I should have done this earlier, you know. So, so anyway, um, but, uh, yeah, can you just talk about the burnt, um, the burnt shungite? Well, the, uh, it all started from, like, a lot, of, like, all of my stuff, with a with an experiment, I wanted to know what changes would happen with uh, when Shanghai was exposed to heat. Um, I did tests with uh, Shanghai. For example, I did this with Shanghai uh, nuggets. What would happen when they would be exposed to heat and exposed to flame? And I, I remember uh, how they would change color. So they would they would get like a, like brown brown uh, gray type color and uh, at the time I remember you were still working well, with the, Stephanie. What, what were you heating it up with? Uh, a propane torch. Okay, thank you. And uh, at the time you were working with uh, Stephanie still and for some reason I don't know if she's she either it was either her or you were saying that uh, for some inexplicable reason the males were more attracted to the burnt uh, nuggets. And I was making them, instead of being wrapped in wire, the nuggets were being encased in resin. So they were in, in those resin diamonds. And uh, after that, I, I did an, an experiment. Okay, I said, you know, what would happen if I tried this with, with powder? So what I would do with that, uh, I would encase the powder inside a like a like a steel like a little steel chamber so that I could expose it to the intense heat without being exposed to the combustion of the flame itself so I, I did it for um, I, I did it I would do it for a 15 minute because I, I after 15 minutes the the powder which initially starts out black would actually once once you take it away from the source of heat and you open the chamber, it's actually, it's, um, uh, it, uh, how can I say this? Um, it's incandescent. It looks red because it's, 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 it's heated so intensely. So once it cools off, uh, it, it, it doesn't go back to black. It goes to being a dark gray. And what happened was that I, I started doing using it for the uh, water turtle because that Shanghai now being having been exposed to that heat, it's now uh, it has attracted all this um, oxygen. 
because of that of the uh, combustion. So now the, when I when I incorporated that into the water turtle, it had this very intense effect on the water uh, because it has so much oxygen in it. So not only does it have the uh, energy of the oxygen oxygen enriched shungite, but coupled with the work of the the coils because the the frequency that I chose for the water turtle was for the water purification. Whereas before we had started away putting in that a frequency of, of, of oxygen, I don't know why you uh, I, you chose to stay away from that, or I guess you wanted to get away from that thing that happened with your sister. They were afraid of the bubbles. <laughs> so, so now I'm using the you frequency cha- of water. Cha- you, cha- you changed it on your own. Oh, okay. You went, yeah. I, I wasn't sure how that well, came about. I think, it, I think it had to do partially with, in some cases, the extra oxygen was causing algae to overbloom. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So, again, the frequency using in the coils is uh, water purification, plus the uh, and, and very, very high frequency of the oxygen in the shungite. So that's what I use the, the burned shungite for. I use it for the water turtle. So I, I don't make nuggets because, you know, I'm, I don't make jewelry, so that's, uh, that's uh, Derek's domain. <laughs> now, what, so. what make exactly what do you think happens to it? Well, the your uh, remember Shanghai is primarily made of carbon, but it's a different setup of, of carbon because it, the fullerenes, the carbon is rearranged and 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 those huge molecules you know that we call the fullerene. So now we know that the fullerene works like a they work like a container. They can actually, you can actually store things inside the the fullerenes. So by exposing it to this intense temperature, now you're allowing the the carbon to get married up to the oxygen, because you're you're bringing in you know oxidation. So now you're, you, I bet you those fullerenes are full of um, oxygen atoms. So now it's a very oxygen rich. Uh, Shungite mix. Interesting. So that, that that's why I, I uh, that's the only the only device for which I use a different type of shungite. Um, the reason we got into this was that on Derek's mysticalwares.com, he's re <clears throat> redone the website and. So when you open it up now, the first thing you see is Shungite, and you see different categories of it. One of them is the FAQ page. Um, down at the bottom of that is a, uh, a, a, you can do another link to a studies page. And one of the studies that is now listed, he keeps putting more and more in, and he's only, he's really being picking and choosing, you know, there's, the the science of the fullerene C60 of shungite is exploded. So there's more and more. Everything that we've been talking about, the glyphosate, the chlorine, the fluoride, all of the things that we had seen some original studies done that said it wasn't there, well, now that's been proven, and they give you all the scientific reasons for it. Uh, 
the fact that it's an antioxidant has now been it kept it kept talking about somehow or another the shungite was putting out antioxidants and then I'm going to to Derek what is an antioxidant <laughs> and he says well I don't think that they know what an antioxidant is they're looking at what happens when you've got a situation where free radicals are being taken out of the equation and so they say well there's antioxidant there he says but I don't know maybe you do Walt you know what is it well the, the thing is that the, the I, this whole thing started I guess in the it was was in the 80s when they started this this conversation that you need antioxidants and that the free radicals affect you and you and you uh, age faster and you have this propensity for illnesses because you have uh, so many free radicals in your body. But the thing is that after reading the information from Dr. Saul Pressman, Pressman the gentleman who, uh, I don't know if he's still around, he, would, um, he was the moderator for the ozone therapy group on the internet. Uh, he, I believe he has this practice in somewhere in California. And he says that the, 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 this business that we need antioxidants in our daily intake it's actually just it's it's a it's a story it's a uh, what do you call it a narrative nothing there's very little reality in it because first off yes the body that does need antioxidants because the in in your whole uh, biochemical makeup there are parts of the process where you you need to protect that process from too much oxidation. If there's too much oxidation, uh, okay, you're not going to get the benefit of whatever it is that you're consuming. So he says, but, he says, white blood cells, human white blood cells, produce three different kinds of antioxidants because the body is very smart. The body is not stupid. It knows what it needs to do in order to exist, in order to survive, in order to do its work, in order to grow. It knows what it has to do. So he says the white blood cells themselves, and that's talking about one specific cell of all the different cells that exist in our body. White blood cells actually produce three different kinds of antioxidants in our body, depending on the situation and what it needs. So that's why he says the body, what's, what's affecting people now is the lack of oxygen. That's why he was a moderator of the, of the ozone therapy, because he just couldn't, you know, he didn't have enough words to uh, explain the, the countless benefits to ozone therapy. And it's not going to hurt you because the body already makes antioxidants. So, so you, you can't have enough, so, so much oxygen in your body, oh, the, the oxygen is going to kill No, that's not going to kill you. <laughs> your body knows how to protect itself. So he was actually against that, that craziness that everybody was like, oh, I need, I need antioxidants. You know, because if you don't get enough antioxidants, it's like, you're being sold a ticket, you know. You're being sold a story that it's not true. Your body knows how to protect itself. The problem is, he says, he says the problem is quite the opposite. People are consuming so many antioxidants in the hopes that the antioxidants are a magic bullet that fixes all the problems that they actually in, inducing situations 
caused by the lack of oxygen in the body. Case in point, uh, certain kinds of cancers. Cancer is a cell that survives in an, in an anaerobic environment. In order for cancer to thrive, it needs to get rid of the oxygen. That's why, for example, when you look at um, calculus, in, uh, for example, when, when women, women are getting an analysis of, let's say, their breast tissue, and the doctor finds these little calcium deposits all over in, 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 in parts of the, the, wherever the tumor is developing, well, that's because cancer cells push away the calcium because calcium attracts oxygen into the cells. So because the cancer cells don't want oxygen, it pushes away the calcium. That's how that's that's why you the tells the tale of uh, those, those calcium deposits in, in female breasts because the cancer cells they hate oxygen. When you subject a person with a cancerous tumor to ozone therapy, it begins to dissolve. It begins to break up. It, 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 uh, I've seen it myself because one of our cats in New York had a had a, a tumor on her chest. Uh, it begins to the, the tumor begins to dissolve into like a gray gray colored pus and begins to leak out of the body. What's most in, in, interesting because I saw this happen with um, a pigeon that my mother healed, and the other was one of the cats, is that the the skin itself wherever the the, wherever the tumor is under the skin and you're, you're putting sh uh, ozone on that area of the body, the skin itself opens up. It's, it, it's like it, the body is creating a small sphincter, like a small opening, and then it begins to pour out the, 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 the molten tumor. Once the, the, the tumor is done, the body has expelled everything that it needed to expel. But I, I, I thought, I said to my mother, what happens now? Is she going to end up with a hole on her? And, and she says, I don't know. We'll have to keep applying the ozone. Well, once she stopped producing the, 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 the melted uh, tumor, the skin closed up by itself. We didn't need to put uh, uh, I didn't need to put stitches to close up the skin. No, no, the 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 skin itself began to close up. So I never seen that. That was incredible. I mean, you know, one thing is for someone to tell you something, but other things when you witness it, and it's wow, that was impressive. I never seen that. But that that's how powerful the the uh, ozone therapy is. It like totally dissolves and. Uh, uh, this one I read on the ozone therapy group. A woman was doing ozone therapy on her son. Her, she had a, at the time she had a teenage son. That the son was suffering from a, a brain tumor. So the Dr. Pressman suggested that they, he does a ozone insufflation through the ears, where you apply the tube to the ear and you apply a, a ozone, a very 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 low. Uh, uh, stream uh, something like 60, uh, 16th of a, of a liter so very 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 tiny amount of ozone through the air for for five to ten minutes and uh, three or four times a day and it begins to the 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 uh, what, it, what it called? the um, blood flow 
in going into the brain because you the ozone is going into the brain into the blood flow that it's going in through the ear so that that um, ozone therapy that ozone is going into the brain and it the actually that the tumor actually begins to dissolve and the ears are is like a like like someone getting a, a discharge they would get this uh, dark gray discharge as the as the tumor is is, is dissolving so it's every uh, every day he he constantly had to uh, clean his ears because unfortunately dr pressman warned him he says beware be be wary that your skin is going to get sore and it's going to get irritated because that molted material that tumor that's broken up it's very acid because cancer hates oxygen so uh, cancer is very acid and it's going to irritate your skin outside so keep doing that and you keep doing it well until your body is done expelling the tumor and he so, lived I suspect huh? I say he lived I suspect oh yeah yeah the, the the woman was beside herself because she was so concerned that her son was not going to live, you know, to be told that your son has a tumor in his head, you know, not the happiest day of your life, but uh, she didn't give up, and she, is, instead of uh, focusing on uh, uh, allopathy or whatever the, uh, the uh, conventional medical treatment is, she went the alternative way, now, and she what, knew that the ozone talk, would work. Yeah, talk about the ozone treatment. How do people get the equipment to be able to do that well I I don't know other people um, at the time uh, people were buying, for example uh, using the equipment sold by dr. Pressman his pieces were beyond me because uh, his cheapest unit was fifteen hundred dollars the most expensive unit was I think close to five thousand so that that was besides me so I just had to learn how one makes ozone um, <clears throat> you don't use regular air. The regular air, our, our atmosphere that we breathe, is It's mostly nit nitrogen. You know, it's about 20, 25 percent oxygen. It's, it used to be high, higher in ancient times, but it's not so high. So the standard value is 21 percent oxygen, and the, the higher percentage of the atmosphere is nitrogen so you can't use the standard air that we breathe to make ozone ozone is is a substance it's, it's three atoms of oxygen brought together by the by default oxygen in its free form is always forming a, a molecule with two atoms in it standard way but when you when it, when the uh, ozone the oxygen gets supercharged and it beca becomes a molecule with three atoms. So then it becomes super supercharged, and, and that's, the, that's the form of uh, ozone that is so active and makes such powerful uh, changes. Well, I'll give you a case, uh, one case, for example. When my mother was months old, she was before she was a year old, she had an ear infection, and the... the genius doctor who took care of her said oh we need to lance this abscess she's got an abscess in her ear so we have to lance the abscess well he didn't lance the abscess he pierced her eardrum 
So she grew up until she was an adult woman. She had a perforated ear. So constantly she had to keep that ear protected because uh, anything would give her an an ear infection because the ear was perforated. So when I learned about uh, ozone therapy in New York, and I learned about the ozone insufflation where you apply a small stream of ozone into the ear, uh, I had to find out how to, okay, how to get pure oxygen. And this is where the angels, I guess, and the guides come together because um, in my search for sources of oxygen, I woke up in the morning and there, there was something, there was like a, like, like a little cabinet sitting by the, the, the curve on the outside my window. And, and I, my mother says, what's that thing over there? And I went over there and I looked at it and I said, you're not going to believe this. This is an oxygen concentrator. It's what they give patients, people that need to breathe pure, pure oxygen because they have uh, um, lung limitations or, incapa- or uh, they, they, they're not getting enough oxygen, so they have to get a concentrator. So with the concentrator, I didn't, I didn't need uh, to be uh, stuck with oxygen tanks where you constantly have to buy a refill, and that's so annoying. <laughs> so when I got the thing, I, I, I made the... Uh, uh, the little device with an with an uh, with um, uh, an ion generator. So once the uh, the oxygen flows through the ion flow, it becomes pure uh, pure ozone. So when I when I started insufflating my mother's ear, the the thing that she would feel is that sometimes it she it felt hot, not burning hot, but it, her ear for her felt hot. And the rest of the time, her ear itched a lot, very strong, very itchy. But after one week of applying the, the Shanghai, I mean the Shanghai, the, the ozone, uh, once a day, every day, for seven days, um, she says, that's funny, my ear isn't itching anymore. It is. I said, no, it isn't. Yeah, she said, take a look. So I, I got a flashlight, and I looked into her ear, drawn into here, the ear canal, and good, guess what? That gaping hole that she had all her life was gone. The uh, the tissue, the, the eardrum regrew. She had a, an actual, the only thing she had, uh, if you have seen pictures of the of the human eardrum, it looks like a membrane. It looks like a, like a miniature drum. That's why it's called an eardrum, I guess, because it looks like a drum. Uh, and you could see the entire drum. But all there was this very, very, very light scar, like a very, very thin scar where the uh, where the eardrum had been perforated in her youth. That that's it. But uh, the 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 eardrum was re- regrown. It actually regrew in the presence of the ozone. So that sold me. That told me, wow, this is incredibly powerful. That it can they can do the, the this stuff. So. Fascinating. So I'm supposing that people can probably find units for this if they do some research. Yeah, they, but it's it's important. Uh, I know that they're they're very good, well-meaning companies are are trying to be truthful and they they sell their units. This is. I'm sorry. I am very very sorry. I'm sorry from the bottom of my heart. But if your unit 
is being fed with normal everyday air that is not ozone. It smells like ozone because the uh, ionic the ion the ions in mix with the uh, with the uh, nitrogen gives you that ozone smell that is not ozone that is nitrous that's uh, that's uh, nitrous oxide so you if you want a unit that will re- actually give you pure ozone it has to have a f- source of ozone either uh, oxygen in a tank or an oxygen concentrator then, yes, that is going to be pure ozone. And you can tell because it, it, ozone doesn't smell. It, it actually has a, what I would say is a sensation. You know, you know when you open a bottle of chlorine and you approach the opening of the bottle to your nose and you get that whiff of that chlorine kind of caustic smell, that it is more like a feeling than a smell. Well, that's what pure ozone feels like. It's it's more like more of a sensation than a a smell. It has kind of a caustic feeling to it. Let me ask you something. The devices that they have out there that create ozone, are they creating Mm. ozone for air purification? You got Uh, one minute. I I haven't looked. Sorry. Oh, okay. I can't answer your question. I haven't looked. I had them for years, (laughs) and then the last one that went bad... I just didn't have the $500 to get the one that I had used. And mm. um, I've never found anything that was cheap enough for me to buy that, you know, actually seemed to be working. So, um, well, we covered a lot of ground here. Dolly, do you want, want to say goodbye to everybody? Goodbye to everybody. I'm glad you all were here and... And I like the conversation that goes on in the chat room. I encourage other people who are listening to uh, enter in the chat in the chat room. Um, And don't forget, love blankets. Dave wants me to to, to say it again and again and again. Don't forget love blankets. They work. Thank you. Goodbye. And Walter. Ah, good night, everybody. Have a super night. We love you having here because without you, then we wouldn't know what to do, right, Nancy? Right. <laughs> Tomorrow is Radio 5G, and it's going to be a replay of uh, Cyrus Parsons on AI that you'll find very interesting and probably understand now. Teaching. You have been listening to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show, produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. Thank you for listening. Choose your heart.